welcome back to Hogcast, the official podcast of the 442nd Fighter Wing, where we talk about what's happening in the wing, what the future holds, and we get to hear some of our members' stories directly from the proverbial horse's mouth. I'm Master Sergeant Bob Jennings, the NCIC of Public Affairs, and I'm here with my boss, Major Shelley Eckleby, the Public Affairs Officer, and our boss's boss, Brigadier General Steve Nasty Nestor. We are recording this episode on location in General Nestor's office, and it's a bit crowded in here, since today we're joined by almost the entire Bryant family, by which I mean almost the entire wing. The Bryants have been a part of this wing for decades and have made service to the Casey Hogs and this great nation something of a family tradition. Today, we'll hear their stories about how they met, why they joined, and what the wing means to them. But before all that, it's... Cool. Well, I, I just got back from the flight line and eight jets just landed from um, Pease, Maine. So eight of our 10 jets are back from uh, Defender Europe. What an awesome trip. Shelly and I both, we were in Spain together for a bit and uh, I took a C-17 over to Greece. And so I, I got to spend a little bit of time in both places. What a cool trip. And uh, I got some thanks to, uh, to a lot of people that helped organize and plan that trip to Captain Smith, Jake Smith, Vago, Hilkert, uh, Southerd from maintenance, Caleb Mitchell from maintenance, Beck from Maintenance, the undershirt, and Jess Cable, the shirt in Greece from Maintenance. Uh, and then uh, both Craig Burton and uh, Sandra Finley, man. They, the amount of cargo and changes to our, our trips, those guys really worked, worked their ass off on that. So kudos to them for, uh, for that and a good trip. We're going to get uh, an MRT team out. we got an airplane stuck in the Azores with a, a refueling do- uh, issue. We'll get those guys out there next week to fix it and send two pilots back to fly those back next week. But a good trip. I went to Randall Kennedy's uh, retirement yesterday over at MVETS. Uh, Colonel Rick Mitchell retired him uh, 36 years in the the 442nd. Kennedy's are a big name. Everybody remembers uh, Rodney Kennedy uh, and his wife. I was wondering if they're related. I used to work with Rodney when I was the LRS DO. Yeah, Yeah, Rodney and Shannon were there. That's cool. Uh, It was a good time. So uh, good send-off for Randall. He's done an awesome job over in uh, munitions, and they had some good stories about his career. Uh, Really good guy. Chris Barton from Maintenance is going to retire, I think, in August. He slipped his to August. Uh, Another long-term crew chief here in the 303rd. So uh, that's good stuff. Uh, next, we've got CE. The, the the Bryants are going. They're going out the door to uh, Aviano. I think in a week or so, they'll do a two week uh, DFT trip over to Aviano. And our FSS folks just went to Aviano mm-hmm. and had a really good time. Talked to a bunch of those guys. Filled in uh, all kinds of different jobs in Aviano, from the post office to FSS to different things for the ways the Air Force Reserve Airmen can help uh, help out other units. Future day ten remains the same. We're going to do a flyby next Saturday for some congressmen and some local people, but not not much has changed uh, with that. I'm going to a wing commanders conference in August, so hopefully I'll get more answers on uh, future wing uh, missions post day ten. But for now, we're still holding tight for about four and a half more years of flying the A ten. I personally think that might slip to the right just a little bit, uh, but we'll see. Uh, we're still fighting hard for a future fighter mission. And if you guys saw the uh, Facebook video that Shelley posted uh, that had. Um, New oh. Congressman uh, Mark Alford, he, he had a congressional hearing with uh, General, Brown. General C.Q. Brown and really put him on the spot about the future of the 442nd and how it's not fair to the airmen that are working here that they don't have a future mission and we need something on paper. I'll give you guys an example. We just lost two awesome maintenance commanders in uh, Major Goodwin and Major Cordes as uh, Air Reserve technicians. 
and we're trying to hire their replacements and we can't because um, they're temp positions, right? Because in other than MSG and ops and maintenance, all those positions, since we're supposed to sunset inside of five years, they'll go to temp. So not a lot of people want to want to take a temp GS12 or GS13 with no TSP match, with no job security. Uh, so it's very challenging for us. Same thing with Captain Nate Welsh's job in the FSS. We're having a hard time. It's GS12. We can't. We, we haven't had anybody uh, want to come in and take that job. So we're working on those things. And we talked a little bit uh, also about the AGR hiring freeze. Uh, and we're going to work through that this summer. We're still got, we still can hire some AGR folks, about 30 a month with a- AFRC. But um, a little bit embarrassing from my end to tell you the truth that we haven't managed the numbers of AGR hires and we're promised people AGR jobs. And now we're having them wait uh, three to four months. Hopefully we can get through that with some RPA and put people on mandates until they start their AGR tour. But we need to manage our AGR program a little better than we have. Um, we just had a D, a TNF interview this weekend. Some awesome candidates in the wing. I, I was, I was actually um, impressed by all five of the folks that interviewed. A very competitive interview process. That, uh, uh, Jess Swanson and uh, Chief Barian and Rio and I uh, had the chance to really get to know these five individuals. But we chose from Chief Bryant's CE squadron. Uh, is it Sandia Sanchez, yes, Tech Sergeant, I believe. Uh, awesome gal uh really came across well she's going to be a really that's the face of the unit for new people coming in from high school or from other units before they go to uh basic training so she's gonna she's gonna be a really good person in that job and uh, the passion the story that she told about her dtnf um mentor before she went to basic and how she changed her life got her ready for basic and how she succeeded very well in basic gave her confidence for her life and she wants to do that for other people so i think we're going to be uh, very happy with that hire and congrats to her on that job all right uh also yeah we talked about job openings we we, we do have we lost randy roberts msg commander so we're gonna we, we put that out for hire the two maintenance um commander positions and then uh, also a gs12 position up in uh, fss so looking for some hires on all that stuff. I'm looking at Shelly like... Mine's probably going to be available soon, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Shelly just got a job with the VA. Maybe. Uh, maybe. And, um, a couple. Yeah, we'll see. We might lose her, but she's going to stay on as a TR, and uh, maybe we'll convince her to be an LRS commander someday. Go she's ready. Back to her roots. Yeah. Back to her roots as an LRO. <laughs> stuff let's get to, to the, the Bryant's you've, you've heard about the Bryant's right Shelly I have heard yes I'm like a new reservist so I think it's like good that I'm kind of co-hosting this with you because you know I hear about your guys' stories from the last three years that I've been here but three years is such a small time when I hear stories like your family like the Finleys even um you know I re-enlisted uh Nikki Adams today and she's been in 27 years I re-enlisted her for three and she came into our unit because of her stepdad. And so, yeah, you hear stories like that. And honestly, they're pretty inspiring because I, I you know, I was one of those kids who came off of active duty. And um, it's nice to hear the legacy that you guys, um, yeah, that you have really built for our wing. That's cool. I was telling, uh, we were just BSing a little bit before we started about my dad was in the wing. And uh, it's 
Speaking of the Finleys, we were talking last night. Speaking of that, the, the ROA deal. Shout out to, to Tom Schmidt and the uh, the Chiefs for uh, having a, the, the open bar last night at the club. It was a good time, a good show out. Even with Randall's retirement, we had a, a good crowd of folks there to enjoy a beverage together and just uh, get to know each other a little bit better. But I was talking to the Bryants and the Finleys last night in the uh, I didn't know that the Fenleys got married in the wing conference room years ago. I feel like we, I feel like our wing conference room should like have a secondary name then like dedicated Well, then they to told them. me that, that the reason they got married, he was deploying and they had a baby together. And I said, you didn't have the baby in the wing conference room. Or conference room. <laughs> so now every time I go into the wing conference room, it's going to be very strange for me now. Yeah. Thinking about the Fenleys in there. So we'll see. I appreciate the family ties. Yeah, but that's a little that's too a little close much to home. for me. That's I a think, little much. But good for them. <laughs> so the Bryants, we'll get to the Bryants now. The Bryants last night were telling me they got engaged at the Officers Club uh, or the Combined Club years ago at um, at a dining in where she was. Uh, Angela was Madam Vice. We have Angela Cullen the second, Cullen the third, uh, Lauren, and Morgan. Right, and Morgan is his uh, daughter-in-law. Right, Cullen's wife, and they met in Warrensburg years ago. I won't. I won't tell the story about how old you were when you met Cullen. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, but Chief Bryant, to start out with you, uh, Cullen, uh, the second. Let's tell the story. And he even predates me. I thought I was a dinosaur. I got here in '94. <laughs> he got here on active duty in 1986. And tell Oof. the story about how you hitchhiked to work the first day. <laughs> 1986, uh, enlisted, went down to Shepherd, BMT Shepherd, and I, I'm from Iowa. So I went back home for my leave after tech school and uh, rented a minivan. So a single guy, 21 years old, driving a minivan down into Missouri. I just fit. Came on the base July 3rd. This was one of the, this was the ugliest base I'd ever been in my career so far. And that's oh, overseas yeah. and everything. It's just uh, all the steam pipes and it was the uh, the mission before the B-2 and, you know, everything before the A-10s. Um, and got on this base. It was so hot. July 3rd, 1986. And uh, on July 4th, I had to take my rental vehicle, my minivan, to Columbia, Missouri and drop it off at the airport there. And I didn't know where I was going or anything. And, and I got out there, dropped the van off, and didn't have a supervisor. Nobody reached out. I didn't have a support patent, nothing. So I uh, dropped the van off, and I hitchhiked from Columbia back to uh, the Knob Noster right at the beginning of the town and, and uh, started walking back up to the base from uh, 50 Highway. And I was about maybe a quarter mile or so, half mile out from the base. And guy stopped by in a truck and said, hey, you know, where are you going? Airman knew I was Airman. And, and I said, I'm going to the base, and got in the tray, gave me a ride, and it, it was a good ride, though. And uh, we talked on the way in, and I told him just my story, just, you know, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing or anything. I know I have a lodging room, and I went in there, and uh, he was asking, you don't have a sponsor or anything? I said, I don't know. I don't know anybody. And uh, he was a uh, he was a heck of a good, he found out he was a mass sergeant, great guy. He got me on base, and he started making phone calls, and uh it was shortly thereafter I had a lot of people giving me a lot of attention, good attention, and uh, that's how I learned, started my career. And I was a, I worked in the medical squad in the 509th. Uh, oh, you started in med. Right. It wasn't 509th. What was it back in 86? Uh, it was different. It was a missile a missile wing. Right. It was, yeah. In fact, this building was the, the missile wing commander's building. Oh, wow. It's got like an old school, like the command post. It's all uh, bullet, not bulletproof, but uh, bomb proof and all that stuff from blast proof. 351st. 351st. So you're living in the van down by the river. 
Oh, I wish I would have had my own minivan then. I would have even taken that. It was a it was a heck of a start, but uh, worked out great. I did get off the medical side because I my bedside manner is not. You don't appear to be a nurse, type of, like really. Nurse Falker or something like no. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, sir. So, so how long were you in medical active duty? Uh, six years. And then you got out of active duty in 92? Right after Desert Storm. Uh, I was stationed up in McCord at the time, and uh, my wife and I lived up there, my first wife. Lived up there, and I uh, got off active duty, and I got a job as a loadmaster for the reserve unit up there. And uh, my wife at the time worked for Microsoft. She was doing something, and uh, her job ended, and we were like, let's go back to Missouri. So I didn't take my reserve job. I came back to Missouri. I got a job working on military school, did some time with the highway patrol, and then uh, finally came back in the reserve. Came in in the reserves in uh, January of 01. So you had a, how long a break did you have? Nine, nine and a half years. Okay. All right, Angela. So you, did you, were you active duty prior to? Yes. What year did you come in? I joined in 1992. 92. 92. I came in active duty, CE. CE the whole time. So you've been CE the whole time? Other than after I was at MTI for a couple of years. Looked like you could be an MTI. <laughs> loved it. You, you loved it? I'm kidding. I was so scared of you guys when I was a cadet. They brought the MTIs up when we were there, and they were the most terrifying people I loved it. ever. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome <laughs> seeing the changes. How many years did you do the MTI? It was only two and a half years because my father was murdered, and I came back here on a humanitarian to Whiteman CE. Were you were you from Missouri? Ninety seven. Yes, I'm from what part? Blue Springs. Went to Blue Springs High School. So you came. Your your mother. I won't ask how you got murdered, but you came back to help your mom out. The family. Family. Yes. And I came here on a humanitarian and went from eighteen hours a day, seven days a week, to riding around in a van for eight hours a day, and decided it wasn't for me anymore. Tried to go to the reserve side. Uh, they. CE was undermanned at the time, active duty, so they wouldn't let me let me out. So I, I got out on a hardship, and then I came back uh, almost, not quite two years. When did you join the... 2000. I got out December, December, of, December 15th of 97 and came back to the 442nd January of 2000. What made you jump back into the 442nd? I missed it. You did? I missed it. What did you, you miss? The camaraderie, the, the family... Uh, the Air Force in general? I or missed what? the Air Force. I missed the, what's the word? The discipline and... Structure. Structure, because I didn't join until I was 26. Okay. So I was older when I came in. And once I got into the 442nd, uh, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Everything just... <laughs> Did you guys meet before you were in the 442nd? He joined after. He He's came in after I was in the 442nd. So how do you guys met... Why you're in, how did you guys meet? Tell me how you guys met. He was actually... At church? In my shop for a little bit. Church. Yes, in the conference room. In the conference room. <laughs> yeah. In the closet in the conference room. <laughs> I, I just came in the shop. I dazzled her, and then uh, she ended up asking me out for uh, to go to a I didn't uh, like him at first. You didn't? No. Oh. <laughs> well, I really liked you, and this hurts. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she asked me out to go to a Chiefs game, and... and uh, I couldn't turn that down. And, and I Chiefs wanted, game, no. Yeah. yeah. So, so what year was this? That was in 2001. End of 01. Yeah, end of 01. Uh, October of 01. Okay. And we just hung out for a long time before we started dating. Just hung out? Just That's hung like, out. Didn't call it dating, just yep. hung out? Just hung out. And they started dating, and then tell me about the, um, I was at the club last night, tell me about the dining in. So you're Madam Vice, 
Did you know that was coming or what? No. No clue. And Colin, no you just clue. you had to happen to have a ring in your in your mess dress that gone. night. No, I. Uh, he was at tech school. I was in tech school. I was out at Shepherd, and I came up for the the uh, weekend for the dining in or dining out, whatever it was. So this was a whole enlisted dining, or the whole no, wing. It was, every, it was, it was everything. Wing. We used to have a wing, wing dining. Yes, in yes we did every year. Yes, uh, uh, every couple a, of years. Four, six, and ten, I think, is what it was. Really? And we skipped until this. Last we had in time. five too. Yeah. Okay. We had one in five. Okay. We don't know. Because I was mad advice again. <laughs> I was mad advice twice here. So, so I came back and uh, I got a ring as soon as I got back. I knew I was going to do it. I actually called one of my buddies who was a master sergeant over there in CE and I said, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What do you think? He goes, oh my God, that'd be epic. So I went and got the ring and during the dining out, I told my first sergeant and Colonel Bilby at the time was the, he was the president of the the dining, yeah, the mess. And uh, I told him to, and he's like, okay. So my first sergeant called me out because I didn't stand up. I think we're a female coming to sit back down and first sergeant called me out and I went to the grog and I refused to drink from the grog. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to drink this stuff. And Colonel Bilby was like, well, you know, you have to, why aren't you going to drink from it? And I said, I just, it just doesn't look good. And he goes, well, what are you going to do instead? And then I walked around the table, the grog table and, and, got on a knee and pulled the ring out of my, my blues coat and proposed to Angela, and she, uh, it was the prettiest shade of red. Aww, never seen anybody so, so embarrassed. <laughs> Carl Bilby had to ask me what my answer was because <laughs> I couldn't speak. That's pretty cool. He, he was about ready to get carried out by, by the sergeant of arms. Because uh, nobody uh, knew. I mean, he was disrupting the whole thing. The whole thing, and... I was mortified. <laughs> they knew we were dating, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't. So what year did you guys get married? Same year, three months later. 2002 or 2001? 2004. 2004. So you dated for a couple of years. You guys yeah. almost hit 20 years. Oh, 20 19 years. years, years wow. Months. Congratulations. Good. Awesome. Years. Good. So Colin third, and Lauren, how old were you? How old? Or I want to ask you how old were you on there. How old were you guys when they got married? 2004, so I was 12. I just turned six. 12 and six. Are you guys the only siblings? No, we have a middle sister, Mariah. Um, Sorry, we have a sister that's 29. Her name's Mariah. But, yeah, I know I'm the youngest. My brother's the oldest. Um, But, yeah, I was six and he was 12, so Mariah was... Ten. Ten. And and uh, somebody said Mariah might be interested in joining the unit. Huh? So she keeps bringing it up. We're hoping. Oh, so that's cute. All right. All right. You see, I think it's a pretty good thing. It is. So uh, let me ask you guys. So CE, your CE guys together. Uh, how, how many deployments did you guys do in CE together, apart, separately? One. We did one together. One together, Iraq, oh six, oh seven, and then. Uh, For how long? That was four, four months. months. The four, four months. months. Yeah. That's good. How was that for you guys? Uh, for me, that was really the first deployment that I remember my dad going on. I was in second grade, and it was a little bit confusing for me at first because I was so young, so I didn't really understand, like, you know, why he was leaving. But, um, you know, growing up now, I see why, and it's a little bit easier. He had to kind of explain to me. Because growing up, I was a swimmer. And he would explain it as like, you know, you know how you go to practice after practice after practice. Well, how would you feel if you couldn't go to a swim meet? 
And he was like, well, for me, you know, UTA weekends, that's practice, practice, practice. And going overseas and deploying, that's my meat. That's me doing what I'm supposed to do. So that kind of put it in perspective for me. But it was just kind of figuring out, like, how do you explain it to a person in second grade that, you know, your dad's leaving. So it was hard, but I understood at the same time. It was also just harder because back then, you know, you didn't have the technology and all that stuff that you have now. And it was a phone call once a week that he made to our home phone and we would all run to the kitchen and we each got, you know, a few minutes to talk to dad once a week and email sometimes. Email. Email. Yeah. How about you, Colin? So you were eighth grade then? Yeah, I was in eighth grade. So that was right at the start of the Pop Warner, Pop Warner season. Um, I remember you got to go to a few practices but you're gone just long enough that I thought, now that dad's gone, I'm going to try and find some of my own identity. Oh, <laughs> we, boy. Oh, we Jeez. both go by Colin, but mm. I decided I want to be called Will. First name's William, so <laughs> he came back and... Uh, Changed your name while he was gone? <laughs> I thought I wanted to, and no, that wasn't the case. Had nice, thick, curly afro going on. I, nice long hair. Yeah, so... <laughs> now he's bald. <laughs> yeah, so... Day two, he had a good haircut, and his name was Cullen. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was a pretty quick change back, but it was, uh, yeah, I guess it was a little hard. I had that, and then uh, had a couple of behavior things, got sent to the principal's office, but uh, it's not my I feel like that's, like, no, normal that- middle school stuff, though, at the time, too. Oh, yeah. No, I was living at my angst, so. Yeah. <laughs> good that you did it then. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, that was about it. That same kind. That stuff happens to me when I'm gone too. My wife called me last night. She's like, "I caught your son, 16 year old, um, making out with his girlfriend in the back of the car at the school parking lot yesterday, <laughs> when he was supposed to be at home." <laughs> Always happens when I'm gone. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So interesting. We yeah. uh, we pulled a little bit of a prank on my dad whenever he was gone that first time though, because so whenever he left, you know, I had super long hair, and then he gets an email one day. And it's a picture of me with a black eye covering half my face and my hair cut off real short. And he's just like, what? He, he didn't know how to respond. Oh, I ran fake. into a metal pole <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> yeah, but we just sent that picture, no words, just hair cut off, black eye Did covering you cut your half hair? my face. Why did you have to cut your hair? Because I wanted to. Uh, we just I didn't see. tell him. <laughs> it was a season of change. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, what you do? Where were you in Iraq? Uh, Kirkuk. 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 No, you were, yeah, we were there in 03. Kirkuk was pretty cool, I thought. Kirkuk was, I, like I like Kirkuk. Um, did you, you went outside the wire and did some stuff? Or mostly not on, on that one. That uh, Started doing that in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, I have to say about the deployments, though, when they were lo- younger, it was difficult leaving the kids when they were little. But honestly, I just got back from this last one. It is so much more mm-hmm. difficult to tell the kids when they're pushing 30 years old or 28 or 25 uh, hey guys, I got to go again, you know, and it is so much more difficult because we're, we're so much more involved with each other's life now, you know, rather than just being little kids and they're relying on me for X, you know, whatever's yeah. going on. Now it's a, it's a different kind of realization. Everybody knows, you know, what's, yeah. Where, and then where I'm was gone. Where's your last deployment? Uh, I was all over the Middle East. I started oh, off the deed. And deed. I, I went everywhere. Yes, sir. Six month ACS? Deployment. Six month. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I, I always tell this to the pilots because I was the same. Uh, first, we, they don't realize that there's other people in the wing besides ops and maintenance at the time. <laughs> uh, and secondly, they don't realize that they deploy for 
now some six-month ACS deployments. And third, that the CE guys uh, like Hootie and the guys that I know, or I work with Hootie here, which is awesome retirement, by the way, um, they go outside the wire. They're probably in much more danger than, than we are ever in in an airplane uh, over Afghanistan. So uh, kudos to, to you guys for all that stuff. That's, you guys do some putting it out there uh, out in Afghanistan and places like that when you're out there trying to build fobs and roads and doing stuff. And some of our best sort, not best, our best sorties are the worst days in the world for people in a convoy or on the ground, right? Because they're getting shot at and they're in a bad situation. And uh, we, we're always chomping at the bit to help them, but we really don't want that to happen. Right. Yeah. So that's good. Angela, how about you? How many deployments have you done? Besides the Iraq, uh, I deployed in when I was active duty to Saudi Arabia. Two, three, four, 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 four times. Awesome. Yeah. So total years, Colin, how many you have in? I just uh, for thirty years last month. Thirty years total. How many in the four forty second? Uh, twenty-two. How about you, Angela? I think I just hit 29, and I've been in the 442nd for 23. 23. Awesome. And Colin, how about you, Colin, Jr.? Whole career, 442nd, 12 years. 12 years. And and you're POL? Yes, sir. Uh, And uh, tell me about what you do. Uh, So originally POL troop, and I just took sort of a uh, promotion, so to speak. Uh, I'm the QA manager now over at LRS. Have you been involved in, uh, I know we sent some LRS troops down to Florida to do uh, the FARP uh, aircraft, aircraft refueling stuff behind 130s. Have you been involved with any of that stuff in LRS at all? I was about to, and then hopping over into this QA manager role. Yeah. Um, the squadron saw it more fit that I stuck with um, doing the QA manager responsibilities since uh, Senior Master Sergeant Brown is retiring. Yeah. So the handoff had to be pretty much right here. You kind of took over for Leo? I did. Well, maybe you can be the next voice. You got a good voice. Maybe you can be the next voice of the. I think so. Yeah, we can make that happen. I'll do it. I don't care. (laughs) We're gonna do voiceovers on our videos. All right. Hey, I don't want to leave Morgan out. So, Morgan, um, first of all, what 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 does Craig Burton listen to over in um, in his office? Oh, are you a log planner? (laughs) Yeah, she's a log planner. Yeah. Sandra's very bummed out. Uh, Sandra Finley, that you're 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 coming off orders next week, right? Yes, sir. How long have you been on orders? Um, I've been on orders, well, I've been with the 442nd for two years. Two years? Yes, and gosh, I've been on orders since ooh, February of 2022, so. So some good trade, you have you, you think that was a good amount of time to figure out how to do your job over in LR, uh, log plans and stuff? Yes, sir, I've learned a lot, but I know there's still so much more to know. <laughs> That's Always a, yeah. learning. Log that. plans is so technical. I was yes. an installation deployment officer at... Barksdale when I was there, and I think that was my hardest job ever, and I will stand by that. Really? I was like a young lieutenant. Oh, yeah. I was a young lieutenant. We didn't have a civilian, and the amount of details, like, the log planners have to know about every system out there and all the training they do with UDMs is crazy. So, kudos to you. I know that's a very Thank tough you. job. That's good. And, and well, Colin, you work at Honeywell, too, right? I do. And so do you. Both Colons do. I was asking the other day, how many how many 442nd people do you think work at Honeywell? Oh, my gosh. Oh. There's a lot. So even like 100? Uh, yeah. Oh, easy. Yeah, probably easy. more. Every I heard today, uh, like if, if Chief asks you, recommend somebody to get hired, and let's say 
he, he's the one that got Morgan a job at Honeywell. He gets a five thousand dollar bonus to bring her on. No, nothing crazy like that. It's no. more on the, the senior level. So the largest uh, referral bonus that you'll get is for high demand jobs in engineering. Engineering, I think they do up to $1,500, but the standard has been, for the most part, somewhere in the ballpark of about $500 okay. for a referral bonus. Oh, it's something. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so, it's so I mean, we're always kicking around. Like, I, I don't like losing, and this is good data for me when I go to conferences and talk to General Radliff and General Healy. Hey, we're losing a lot of people. Part of the reason is... Same with the guard guys I talked to today when I went over for my SAP clearance uh, is they don't get TRICARE as, as, dual, as dual status folks. It's ARTS. Uh, and they're like, well, I'll, I'll go to Honeywell and I'll be a TR. I'll, I'll get TRICARE reserve select and stay in the unit. And I'm getting more money. And, and our, in my opinion, our, our pay is lacking compared to the guard and to places like Honeywell. So uh, to me, that's, that's some things we can improve in our wing to help retain and keep people in it. So, but, but congrats on your job. So what, what made you, you met Colin there at, did you bag his groceries over there at, at the place? Yes, you did? Yeah. You both worked together there. Yep. He was in the deli department and I was on the front end just bagging people's groceries and carrying right. them out to their cars. Where? <laughs> uh, Wood Supermarket, South End of Town. Oh, was that what you guys were talking about before? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. They both worked at uh, Wood Supermarket. Yeah, in before it closed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how long have you guys been married? Three years here in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you're going to work at Honeywell, and you're going to be a TR over here. Yes, sir. That's correct. Awesome. How do, how do you like? How do you like? First of all, how do you like working here? And then, secondly, was it like a precursor to get married to the Bryants that you had to join the four <laughs> It Totally is. <laughs> is that like a prenup agreement? No, no. It's something I've always wanted to do anyway. And before I joined, I was doing landscaping and, and stuff like that, and I got kind of burned out on that. And I was like, you know, now's a good time to just do what I've always wanted to do. And so I joined. Where are you from originally? Uh, Chilhowee, Missouri. Yeah. Yep. So do you think they influenced you in a, like, in oh, a way sure. to join, or how, was that how you heard about our wing? Uh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Cool. Like, when, when you, Cullen and Lauren, when you guys were young, did you ever come out to, like, 442nd of, like, air shows or events or different things? Family day. Family day. Um, that was a huge one. And then sometimes it was just uh, weekend with Dad. So we would come out here and uh, hang we out. hanging out in the squadron and got to see tradition and a lot of the things that have been kind of the core of our family culture. He was called Little Shirt when I was the <laughs> uh, first were you bossy? Onesie. Onesie. Onesie was another one. Yeah. Cool. What was that? Were you kind of bossy? No, I... Uh, I was first sergeant in the and, and then I was a first sergeant in CE. Yeah. So they called him Little Shirt? Yeah. That's cute. Well, you guys were both first, first shirts. Yes, sir. Cool. She's been kicked out of our squadron a couple times. You guys can't work for each other, right? No. Yeah, that's complicated. So, and we did the first sergeant thing and then the chief thing, and she keeps on circling back, and then I'm like, ah, someone's got to go. <laughs> someone's got to go. That's cool. Lauren, how long, how long have you been in the 442nd? About two years. About um, the same as Morgan. Did you and Morgan go to basic together? We didn't. She left right before me, so we kind of decided around the same time that we wanted to go together. I was kind of like, wait, you're thinking about it too? Wait, oh, what, what are you... Oh, how is this going to work out? And then we went to the recruiter together, 
and then her paperwork just kind of went through faster and she went a little bit before me which was nice because I was able to kind of pick her brain a little bit yeah about like oh you, you already went to MEPS like what do you do you know oh you already went to basic although uh she did write letters to Cullen and said, like, in them, oh, give Lauren this advice. And he told me that there was advice written, but he said, uh, I had to figure it out on my own. So he didn't tell me the advice. <laughs> I told like you to prove brother. The one thing that makes me mad, I told you to be chow runner. You didn't go. <laughs> you didn't do that? No, I wanted to go and kind of stay a little bit in the background. And then they told me one day they called me in the office and was like, oh, you're going to be element leader. And I was like, okay, this will last, you know four days and then it was that was like the second weekend and it lasted until graduation who was your dtnf coordinator before you went uh master sergeant boyd but now it's master sergeant oh Jessalyn. Swanson. swanson was both yours mm -hmm. yeah she's she's yeah we were she, in it together she's leaving that job in a couple of weeks and she's mm -hmm. going to be the new tap uh assistance with the in uh, airman and family readiness uh, she just, she's done a good job with that. So, yeah, that's good. So did you feel prepared when you went down there? I did. Honestly, like, um, my flight had a bit more reservist, so we were all a little bit more prepared just because a lot of us did do the DNTF flight um, or DTNF flight. Um, so, you know, whenever you get there, they give you the sheet, and they're like, memorize all this stuff, and I already had half the sheet memorized, so I was like, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> um but yeah, it was it was a really good experience all in total, and I'm really glad that you know, growing up and seeing you know my dad and Angela and then my brother, it it just showed. I respect them so much, respected them so much for it, and it was kind of like I wanted to do that growing up. I you know wanted to swim for the Air Force Academy, and I did that. Then eventually, you know, I went <laughs> to Mizzou, but yep, I wanted to swim for the Air Force Academy, and that was my dream whenever I was in elementary school. Wasn't that great of a swimmer though, so. Didn't work out. How how are you enjoying the command post? I enjoy it a lot. Um, the Some people characters there down is, there. <laughs> I I think I might add to that character <laughs> a little bit, but no, we're it's a big family down there, and a lot of us are in Booster Club, and um, it's just it's really cool to every single month come in, and it's like pick up right where we left off, and. I love it. It's yeah, that's cool. She was uh, telling us how hot it was in the truck, Mandy mm -hmm. Speaker's truck. She was helping with Oh, the, yeah, she's been helping with that. Storks and, and uh, Amber Aarons mm -hmm. and a bunch of people from the command post. If you ever want to eat, go to the command post because they usually have a lot of food in there. Mm -hmm. It really is. like It's like the glue that holds the fighter wing staff together. It is. I think so. Yeah, it's good. Sabrina mm -hmm. and the crew down there. We lost Val, but uh, Chevy Orc's still down there. Tell me, tell me what uh, what's the Thanksgiving like at the Bryant's house? Loud, what goes on there? <laughs> I'm, uh, I who cooks the turkey? That's what I'm trying to get at. I, I, <laughs> we I'm not a we good decided many years ago that we weren't traditional turkey people. Okay. So every year somebody picks something that they want for our dinner for that year. Mm -hmm. So we have tacos or steak or whatever. We have the other traditional stuff, but it's somebody ro turkey. somebody yeah. rotates cooking it every year. No. No, you no. cook it, buy or grill or yeah. yeah. Ever since I did a really good looking turkey, it was nice and crispy on the outside, it looked beautiful, but raw on the inside. Oh. We were like, well, that's that's sad. I'm not. I'm not it was like Christmas vacation with was, Chevy Chase. It was bad. Well, usually on Thanksgiving though, Angela's a big decorator and she can never wait to decorate for Halloween or Christmas. And as soon as Halloween is done, she's decorating for Christmas. So usually we eat Thanksgiving on Christmas plates. 
Yeah. So, you know, just how it is. And you're the cook. It sounds like you. I, we got some looks. I know our um, listeners can't hear us, but Angela was smiling because it sounded like you were the cook. I love it. That's great. That's I great love, for you. I love cooking. I still, I'll still cook. I can't cook for just two of us. Mm-hmm. So the kids are always, you know, hey, I made a pan of burritos, and they're like, oh god, that's great. You guys need to take again. it home. Yeah, and so I, it. I take, I take food. Food to them, to our parents, my mom and his mom, and I like cooking. I, so they know it. We've perfected a few things. My mashed potatoes are. She knows she's no. not getting the Tupperware back though. Yeah, <laughs> no, I buy Tupperware by the the to, to go stuff. Oh, never comes back. Never comes back. So I have nice an entire donation. cabinet. Uh-huh. That's all it is. That's for leftovers for them. Yeah, just those rectangular that, meal prep containers. <laughs> I think the best Thanksgiving, though, was the year that we gave the lordship title to my dad. Oh, oh that was a good one. Really? Right. And he knighted the cheesecake. Really? He, we so. gave him the lordship title, and uh, because he was going on deployment, so... Couldn't give him a We couldn't give it to him at Christmas, and yeah. so we gave it to him at Thanksgiving, and he disappears for a second and comes back out with his giant sword out of nowhere that we didn't even know he had, and he knighted the cheesecake. I've been waiting for that moment. That's, had that sword for a long time. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I'll start with you, Angela. What, um, 20, 27 years, 23 years in the 442nd? Uh, what can you tell people out there that are in the 442nd or thinking about joining, or what have you gotten from, from being in this organization for that long? Family. I mean, everybody takes care of everybody. I I left, I went to Moody for three years um, with an IMA position 13 years ago. Okay. And uh, nothing compared to to being here. And I come back and keep coming back because, well, I can't stay in the CE, so I find other positions that I can fill. And everybody accepts you no matter what you're doing, you know, I was at the 303rd as, uh, what was my job career called? Advisor. Career advisor. <laughs> career advisor. It wasn't a lot of career advising, you know, with pilots. No, they need a lot of career <laughs> uh, Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they accepted me. I, I came from a whole different world for us seeing that side of it. I was always going home and going, oh, my God, you wouldn't believe this. You know, you wouldn't. I learned so much over there that I didn't know about that side. And everybody just takes you in, no matter where you are. I've been in security forces, LRS, CE. Uh, now I'm with the 509th, and there's just so much to learn, and everybody accepts you here, and they do whatever they can. Even though I'm a chief, my husband was deployed, I got calls on a regular basis. How you doing, chief? How you doing? You need anything? Good. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, you know, are you doing all right? You know, it's... It's awesome. I, I wouldn't change it for anything. And I'm so excited that the kids, you know, got to see it and and come in. And it makes him, you know, he just beams, you know. We could tell everybody, yeah, our whole family's, you know. And they think that's really cool. It, it is really cool. It's nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah that is cool. There's a, uh, who's the, uh, I'm trying to think of the other guy, uh, used to be QA on maintenance. The Southerns? Not the well, the Southerns. I had breakfast with the three Southern brothers. I, I'd like to talk to them sometime on this. Um, O'Connor, oh. Rich O'Connor, uh, in maintenance. There's three O'Connors uh, in the unit as well. His his daughter and two sons, I believe. Oh. Rich used to be QA at maintenance. Um, we're here forever, right? We were, we were deployed to Iraq together and uh, several places. 
Um, same same kind of story. It's it's a lot. Like I told you guys, my dad was in this unit for a couple of years. Um, and then, yeah, like General Mackey's son's flying here, General Borgen's son's pilot, um, just the, the Southerns, lots of different people in the, in the organization uh, that come from the same family. A lot of the, when we were younger and when I first came in, we see, we've seen a lot of the old guys, their families as well. Um, Chief McDonough's niece, um, he was one of our chiefs over there, and his niece and his nephew yeah. are in, and um, several others. And it's like you see them, and they're like master sergeants already. It's crazy. And it's like, oh, my gosh, now I'm the old person, you know? <laughs> We're, we used to look at everybody as the old. And, uh, yeah, tell the CE folks, Emily invited me over last UTA. for You guys had a little beer call in your right. bar. Yes, and um, I had to go to Hootie's retirement in Sedalia, so I couldn't make it, but... Uh, you know, last night at the O, o Club, Chief Berrien had, that was a pretty good comment that he made. He goes, you know, a lot of people always talk about the good old days and how ops and maintenance used to be great. I thought ops and maintenance were a lot of fun together in Greece and Spain. Yeah, and yeah. We had a good time. We uh, and he said, well, you know, look, look around us right now. We're all having some beers and having a good time. Let's make our own memories instead of just saying, hey, remember how it used to be, right? Uh, and we can, not that we need to get back to somewhere, but we can still keep doing the same thing that we did uh, the previous 20, 30 years together. I think the thing we're trying to get back to is pre-COVID. Because yes. that's when the club was open on Saturdays, was pre-COVID. And then as soon as COVID hit, everything just started shutting down. And we found we found ourselves separating in a lot of ways. Even in our squadron, you know, people you had done, have their mask and go out and get in their vehicle and trying to draw everybody back in. That's what, I like that last night. That was I like good. seeing more. And the more, the more we do stuff like that. I think we're going to do it... Um, we talked to Tom Schmidt today. We're going to try to do that eight times a year, almost almost every UTA that we're all together, and do it every Saturday at, at 1600 awesome. and just have have a, you know, we don't want people drinking and driving and all that stuff, but if you're standing on base, you can have a few uh, if you just want to have a water. But it's a good way to, to get to know. You guys talked about, and all the, the people I interviewed this weekend uh, for the DTNF flight, they, they all have the same kind of story. They're, they're, they love their job, but they want to get out in the wing and learn other things, right, and, and broaden their self themselves whether it's working in xp like gonzo and uh mitchell and like those guys are working in ig or working in uh yellow ribbon or dtnf or working in, in uh, for me down here or wherever uh, it helps you learn other people's jobs in the wing and what they do uh, in ops maintenance lrs ce security forces fss command post uh, so it's, it's a good way to meet people. The 509th, you've probably gone to it. They have Boston. Do they still do Boston Buddy? Boston Buddy. Yeah, and that thing was, like, hugely popular. Wednesdays. It was Wednesdays, yeah, and at, like, 4 o'clock. And they would be, like, they would come up to me and be like, hey, you're going to Boston Buddy? And I was like, oh, sure. What is that? Um, it's just, like, you, the whole thing would be, like, if I was, you know, I was a director of operations in LRS. But, like, some airmen would come up to me and they'd be like, hey, let's go grab a drink. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, yeah, and then you'd have all these like younger airmen with like senior NCOs, officers, like just everybody would push the club. And it was hugely popular. Like the club parking lot would be packed. Still is. I still see that when I'm down here on during the week. I'm like, that is just awesome. And it was awesome. Or it was awesome when I was there too. So it almost sounds like we're trying to go back to that type of thing on a Saturday. That'd be good. So it was popular here. It does well. I was on uh, C-17 from Spain to Greece. uh, And I grabbed the two youngest people from our unit. And I'm like, hey, these guys are going to like sit up in the cockpit. So they sat up there in the cockpit the whole flight. They're looking at Italy and the med and, and, and they're like, this is really cool. And the one guy was 
like I, I'd like to do this someday. And the, two of the pilots were prior enlisted and kind of telling him how to do that. I sent an email out today to everybody in the wing about the Air Force Reserve uh, command-sponsored UPT program. I got two or three responses already back. It's amazing, maybe a venue like this, I know email doesn't always work or Air Force Connect app, but how to reach people and give them opportunities within the wing, whether it's education or serving airmen or how to be a first shirt or how to be a chief or how to be the DTNF coordinator. Uh, I think the more that we communicate those opportunities to people, the better we can help people grow and become the best of themselves, right? And that's kind of what, as chiefs and, and my job and your jobs down the road, that's that's what we're here to do, right? If, if you make people feel like they're being taken care of, they will work their ass off for you because mm -hmm. they know that you care, right? I've just seen that from watching other people. Yeah, and a big kudos to the chiefs here because I, I think I was in, it must have been SOS or something, but General Welsh was talking a lot about recruiting and how our numbers were down. I think the video is like viral on YouTube or something. Um, but he kind of like challenges all of us to like tell our stories. To your point, like those guys that you took up into the cockpit probably had no idea they're going to talk to like some pilot hopefuls and vice versa and that they were going to be able to relate to them on a manner that like you cannot relate to them and I couldn't. But it's always at like that, that little spark and that's kind of what you want to ignite. So I know um, a big push with General Nestor and myself is we're really trying to encourage people to get out there tell their stories, um, relate to other airmen. Like I can talk from like a female officer perspective. Um, but aside from that, you know, my scope is kind of limited. So that's just like really cool that you guys have been such a good influence on your children. I know that's, that's yeah. crazy. I hope my kids want to go into the air force. So do that's I. Cool. I think it's a great career. Yeah. Um, that's one of the best speeches I've ever seen. Yes, I, I, it's amazing. General, General Welsh's speech at the air force Academy. If you oh, Google it, um, and he tells, he just puts pictures up of airmen all over. He was a USAFE commander at the time. He's speaking to the Air Force Academy cadets. And he probably went through 15 different people. I showed it at a pre UTA staff meeting one time about a guy that he had met uh, in uh, Korea that was his crew chief that had tats all over his body. And uh, he knew him as his crew chief, but he didn't know him, right? And he went back to his office. He was the wing commander. And a tech sergeant came up to his office and said, Sir, you got to know something about Smitty. Um, He's going to lose custody of his kid if he doesn't get back to Arizona in the next 48 hours. His wife was a drug addict, and uh, he was in Korea, and he needed to get an assignment to Arizona in 48 hours or he was going to lose custody of his daughter. And the wing commander asked himself, like, I know this kid. I've seen him. He's crew chief, but I didn't know his story, right? And he got him hit the assignment. He made it happen, and, like, two years later, a Christmas card came from this guy. It was a picture of the little girl and Smitty. And he said, you saved my daughter and, and my relationship because you cared. But he goes, that wasn't me. That was the tech sergeant. So he, he's like, you, if you don't know your people's story, then you can't lead them. That was basically what he was telling the Air Force Academy cadets. So that was, that was good. It was good. All right. Well, Lauren... Morgan, Cullen, Cullen, and Angela, thanks for, for joining us. It's awesome just to get to know your story a little bit better. Um, and hopefully the rest of the wing will get to know it when they see somebody with the name Bryant walking around. They go, hey, yeah. you guys are the, part of the Bryant clan, right? I wondered that when I saw um, Lauren at the command post. I was like, I wonder if she's related to the two chiefs. That was <laughs> immediately the first thing that went through my mind. And I think I came up and asked you that. I was like, I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, yep. Are you related to them? They, so, were, they were known before 
before they even joined, because he was down here all the time with us mm. before, and everybody knew him. That's awesome. Well, that's really that's awesome. We get a, I got to take Lauren to uh, Italy with us. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, you did? Uh, yeah, yeah Sergeant Landron was supposed to go too, but she uh, can't. So Lauren actually asked me last weekend, Dad, can I like change my name tapes and don't tell anybody your, I know. your daughter? And I'm like, I'll dye my hair. Lauren, you've met everybody. Everybody knows you. Yeah, everybody at <laughs> CE already knows you. It's funny because it's not, like, it's a pretty common name, I would think. But, yeah, I mean. Troy, we, we need to get a TDY where they can all go on the same trip. Let's, sir, I think you yeah. can make that happen. Are we going to do you, that? Weren't you guys supposed to go to Italy at the same time? Yeah. We are in September. At the same, the same time. Oh, we initially? Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Yeah. But are you guys I, going? together in september we are yep awesome man and aviana must love us Aviana's a popular place for our wing and yeah. uh it's funny because colonel orc and i when we said we we're going to europe we're like we got to go to aviana because he was based there i yes. did a lot of tours there uh, as a reservist and we didn't quite make it maybe i'll need to go over there in september with the lrsk guys for a quick maybe visit. i'll be over there too then yeah. is that foreshadowing yeah maybe i'll have a different job all right. Hey, well, thanks, guys, for coming in. And thanks for what you do for this wing and uh, um, the years of service to the 442nd and the Air Force and the Air Force Reserves. I, I appreciate it. And uh, you raised some good kids. Yeah, sure. it's, it's inspiring, that's for sure. All right. Thanks. Yes. Thanks for